Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So joy of joy for me, I'm in Paris with these two handsome dancers. One is Christopher Renfirm, who I've had on two times, because we had to do more because we had so much in yours. I'm like, I can't do seven hours with you. And I wanted to get you back because I also wanted to see the progress of when I was following you on, on Facebook and Instagram and seeing things changing. So Christopher Renfirm, Renfirm is from Netherlands and he's been in Paris for almost six years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Dance at Alvin Ailey. So we'll, I will put the link back to your original interview and then your second one. And then we have Chaz DeLong Cook. The Logan. The Logan. <laughs> I am Close the worst at screwing up people's names. I need to write it down. And so we're in Paris. I saw the show Thursday. I got to sit in on the rehearsal, which now I could admit it because this will come out after the show closes. That was like amazing. And I'm going to mainly turn this over to them with one caveat. I interviewed Isaac. Oh gosh, his last name. I know what we know. We're looking it up. I interviewed him separate because he couldn't be here. And then LaMichael, who's part of this wonderful historical photo that I'm going to post of you guys in your tuxedos and, and tag me. And I'm like, just so happy. But we have to story about this. This is history. Minato. 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 He sent me some photos that are stunning. He's a model. He's oh, my a model. gosh. So I've got the most handsome men in Paris right here. But I'm going to let them talk and show they're also smart and kind. <laughs> so... Christopher, we kind of left it off where in your interview, you talked about kind of being the other, like in ballet, you're the only boy, you're the only black person. And then what that was like. And then when you went to Alvin Ailey to be, and it wasn't just, it was all black dancers, but how they were welcoming everyone. And you said, it didn't matter if you were a mother, if you've never danced, if you were ballet, it was just this feeling of welcoming. I'm like, oh, see, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible to not, to not be the other. And I love that for you. I just love that you have that opportunity and just where your heart expanded, which I think it was already there. Because sometimes when we see things like, wait, where is another way of doing this? And then even your journey of coming into Lido, LaMichael was already in the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm all over the place. I only have one glass of wine. <laughs> was the, the picture that you posted on the second one, I posted it for you, Diversity Matters, and you're in the tuxedo. And that rings even truer to me now hearing your story of what you saw LaMichael on stage. Yeah. For an opportunity for you but a lot of times well if you're not the lead yes. and you called yourself the token and you asked if that was america we know in america like oh we know that word yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's not a, it's not a <clears throat> positive word it's usually like we've done our job look at it yeah. we're diverse yes. um so can you talk a little bit about what's happened since because your vision was to be that to other men of color or women of color we haven't yes. got there yet yes. um so they can see you and say there's an opportunity the yes. casting doesn't make that exactly. accessible. So there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's so lovely to be back with you. And I cannot yeah. believe that you're back in Paris. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a dream come true because um, talking to you made me, and I think I've told you this before, made me realize a lot of things. Having this first conversation about having the shield, my smile was, was my shield. And I had the feeling I always needed to have this smile up in order to be accepted, in order to fit in, in order to be part of 
the party, be part of something. Without the smile, I was afraid I would not fit in. You also um, said to disarm. Yes. Which I thought that was really important too. Exactly. So it, it was it was such a like full circle moment talking to you, realizing so much that I actually didn't even know until I, I, I came here at the Lido and, and, and um, a lot has happened when I have the feeling that everything that I've done before the Lido, I could finally really use. I could really, all the knowledge I've collected, everything that I've always wanted to do that is inside of me, I was afraid to actually express came out. Um, so last, when we're the uh, very last, ended was all the dreams and the desires and the passion and the determination of change and I really have the feeling that now we kind of came to a place where we could kind of pick the fruits mm. of all of our hard labor so um, we have been working very very hard with a small group within Lido what is called the Lido Humanity Group uh, which consists out of uh, the POC people at, mm. <laughs> at Lido and a lot of allies what was great and we had a moment to actually reflect and say what do we want to see what is the change that we could actually install at the Lido what is necessary and um, me as being part of cover diversity with Hilary Sukunos um, realized we need to do something now we have momentum and let's talk with direction and see what we can do uh, direction was very 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 on board with all of our ideas, but it's always uh, very good. Um, so what happened since is we spoke with Direction and they said, all right, you have great ideas, but what would you suggest and what could you do? And we said, okay, we could be um, talent scouts and we can look for diversity for you because your arguments you have a lot of arguments why there's no diversity. Let's see if we can do something about it. Um, and then this is where we can tie in to jazz. <laughs> we found some amazing, incredible uh, artists, not only all over the world, but he, like right here in Paris. Um, one of those incredible, incredibly talented artist is Chaz, who is sitting next to me, who is going to tell a little bit about his story. Um, we found him online. We just messaged him. I personally messaged him and I said, because I actually did it with my personal account, because I thought, mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think, <clears throat> oh, this organization, we don't know who they are, where they come from. I approached him with my personal account we we messaged many many people and we said hi I'm an, I'm an artist I'm part of a group covered diversity and we're fighting for diversity in in the world of cabaret and we introduced ourselves and um it was very organic and um you responded to my messages and all of a sudden you were at the <laughs> what it was that made you actually reach out so what was on what, his social media that made you like take the extra step yeah so the thing is what we always what we always look for and i think that afterwards after we had all these amazing talented dancers we even me and hillary looked at each other um because you know it was past pandemic time now we would actually be physically in the room together we said to each other 
we have been taking a lot of risks because we have never met these people. We are vouching for these people, but we never met them actually in person. We haven't seen them dance, even though that we have seen photos, we have seen videos, we've seen stories, we actually follow people. Mm. We literally follow them. We, we actually screen them. We look at them. Then we talk to them. What we saw with Chaz is handsome, tall guy. We always look at the height. <laughs> we always look at the height. And then when we approach the artist, we say, how tall are you? And then we say, how tall are you without shoes, without heels? We'll be honest. <laughs> because at the end of the day, when you come to, to an edition, and it's not only for Lido, because we are, we are a platform that are trying to create more diversity in all cabarets. So not only, and especially since um, Cabaret Diversity has been in contact with Crazy Horse, Moulin Rouge, um, Paris de Natin, uh, of course Lido. Um, we have been trying to find these artists and, and, and give them that little push of, we talk with these cabarets, there is an addition, they know that, we're look, that, that we are looking for more diversity. We want you to go out there and represent, even if you're not successful, we want you to know because a lot of people of color, artists, beautiful dancers of color, they don't see all the additions or they don't look at the additions because they don't think they are going to be able to be in the company. Yeah, so absolutely. even that you see a company addition, maybe even let's say ballet, like if they see, oh, there's addition for uh, Danish Royal Ballet, then they're gonna maybe gonna think, well, I look at photos in a, in the book or in the, in you know mm -hmm. they do la bayadere they do swan lake there's not a person of color in the company so they think mm, well I'm not gonna audition but you still have to try it's about trying it's about um I saw this video I'm not gonna talk too long oh. I saw this video on um um tired. So it's 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 a uh, it's this company who is is actually also fighting for diversity um, in the realm of dance. And um, there was a very very good video of this uh, black artist, a girl, and she is twenty four, twenty five, and then she talks to this um, uh, teacher, and she says, "I'm done." I'm not gonna audition anymore. I have auditioned since I graduated and I don't have a job. I'm 25 years old, I'm gonna give it up. I'm not gonna do it. Nobody wants, wants to hire me because, because I'm too curvy, because this, because of that. But in the end of the day, I trained with these artists that were in this, I was in the same class yeah. with them. I have the same technique. I know I can do it, but no one has given me a chance. And then the teacher said, it's not impossible. You said it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's hard. Mm. It's very, very hard, but wait for your, your shot. You're going to get it, but don't give up now because maybe tomorrow will be your big moment. And I love that because it's like, yes, it's not a video that you see like, oh, Misty Copeland and she is a principal <laughs> at ABT. It's not that kind of video, but it is still a video of, yes, you know, people of color, we struggle, but it doesn't mean it's impossible because there are exceptions and it's not only exceptions it is possible but it's it's just hard it's a bit harder for us yeah. um but so we approached these artists and why did a chaz um chaz your instagram was you know you're handsome tall 
So we asked her hi. That was all good. He had experience in the cabaret world. Yeah. Um, so that was immediately like tick, tick, tick. Why is he not at Lido yet? We need to get him right now. Um, uh, and it just looked like we didn't have to do much. Like we are, uh, are trying to do a, a workshops and to actually groom people and get, get people ready for the cabaret world because maybe you are an amazing tapper, maybe you are an amazing heel, heels class, but being in a cabaret is being a diverse dancer in a sense of mm-hmm. styles, classical ballet, jazz, modern. It's, it's, you need to be able to do quite a lot. Um, but with him, it was like we saw videos, we saw it's all good. He's ready. He is ready to actually do the audition. We don't even have to like do anything. It's literally <laughs> just like, you know, just yeah, give, him, give him the tools yeah, to and, to, yeah, and direct him in the right direction. So please tell us how it was for you. Can we backtrack a little of yeah. where you grew up and what your dance was that made you already professional um, level before they even saw you? Yeah, so I grew up in Tampa, Florida. Um, I trained at just a normal like after school studio. Um, when I turned 15, I realized that dance was something that I wanted to do as a profession. Um, and I took it upon myself after speaking to my parents, obviously. Um, I dropped out of high school, like physical high school. I started doing online school and mm-hmm. I ended up moving to Miami where um, I was training with a very intense dance program there and studied there for about three years and ended up moving to Los Angeles. As you do. As you do, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was actually moving to Los Angeles to study commercial dance at a college, in a college program. And on my first day, I emailed the dean and I was like, you know what, I don't think this is for me. I just want to try to just get straight into the, like, the working world. I just want to try to audition. I want to see if I'm capable of booking jobs or if I do need the extra training to you know better my skills um and luckily enough for me I was able to you know book jobs I was able to create a living for myself I was able to sustain myself um all for, styles of dance or was there specific- it was more commercial oh, contemporary okay. I okay. guess um it was I definitely grew up studying contemporary a lot like that's just what like resonated with me um and I think ideally I would want to have gone into a contemporary company work um but LA was just there LA it was it was an experience that I felt like I needed to do um so once I I did that for three years, it was amazing. Um, while I was there, I had the opportunity to work with contemporary companies. I got to tour a little bit of America, which was amazing because I was 18, yeah. just coming out of high uh-huh. school, online school. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I realized that after three years, I realized LA was not the spot for me. I wanted to travel a little bit and I actually ended up doing a cruise ship, which was... Who did you work with? It was Royal Caribbean, not Royal Caribbean. Um, oh, Norwegian? 
RWS. It's like um, it was the the ship itself was called Eurodam, and it was RWS. It was an entertainment company based okay. out of New York, and that was an experience. Every dancer probably needs to do that at some point. It was an ex- <laughs> yes, absolutely. It, it is, is a good it is teaching p- thing, but. There are people that live on there. I don't. I don't know how. I think (laughs) they never want to get off because you can't live after you. Yeah, it was. It was definitely an experience. Um, I was. I'm grateful for the experience. Would I go back? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Am I grateful for it? Absolutely. Um, So after that, I um, after the cruise ship, I ended up moving to Australia, and I was with a partner at the time and just doing like gig work Uh like and it kind of reminded me a lot of being in LA like it was just like club gigs just like here and there um and then I came to Paris and for the first time I came to Europe actually I think it was 2018 the summer of 2018 and I was here I was exploring watching shows and that's when I actually, for the first time, discovered Lido. And it was something that I had never experienced before because in the States, you don't really get cabaret. Mm-hmm. You don't, not like it's not even taught really like yeah. what cabaret is. So when I came out here, it was like, whoa, what is this glamour? What is this sophistication? Like, Did what it is draw this you world? In? Yeah, absolutely. It was something you could see yourself Yeah, in? because originally I thought, Okay, I, I first thought I was like, okay, maybe commercial work. I did the commercial work, not necessarily for me. And then I was doing a few companies in LA and I enjoyed it, but I did it. Yeah, so then yeah. I was like, what's what else does the dance world have to offer? Um, and then I came to Paris and I saw Lido and I was like, the glitz, the glam, the fashion, the glamour. I was like, whoa, what is this? Like, what is this world? Yeah. It was my first time experiencing cabaret. Um, and that's when I first discovered it. And I was like, I need to be on that stage. I don't know how I'm going to be on that stage, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, was Christopher in and the Michael? Both? No, on it, actually, the first time that I saw Lido, it was... No, Christopher, no, the Michael. I... I think LaMichael and Christopher were working there at the time. Just but not, maybe there's different was, nights that you get different. different. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I honestly remember um, us saying um, if LaMichael was on vacation, I think me and Charlotte had the same days off. And I think Hillary maybe one day remind, told us, like, she's like, you know what? Actually, sometimes there's no person of color on stage. I think that and was one of the times that I saw it. Oh, no. Literally, yeah, I was yeah. shocked. I was like, where? It, it oh. took me like, I wanted it so bad. And yeah. I was like, this is what I want. But then when I watched it for the first time, I was like, there's not a single person of color on the stage. Wow, well, that representation like, thing feels <clears> really <throat> big right now. It's so funny how one day can literally be such a, it can it can mean so much because if you didn't have Charlotte and LaMichael and me, three people, but if we were not on stage that night, what is very possible because we would have maybe the same day off, a vacation or something happening, an extra day off, and you literally would just have a white stage. Mm-hmm. You would immediately would just be all white dancers. What is problematic in my eyes? 
Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, so I did, did you come feel thinking summer. there was a chance, or did you just kind of no, no, no I, I saw it. And oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah, no, it, like it was, I, this is a thing that is actually drawing you right yeah, now more than the other thing. I was like, I, I saw it, and it was, um, for lack of better words, a very white stage, and um, I was like, okay, this is what I want. Yeah, and it it did kind of. Um, drive me to be like oh well maybe then i should be the first black man on stage i was like I, I need to make it happen Sorry, obviously <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like it needs to happen yeah. um and so i saw it in the summer of 2018 um and i ended up moving to paris january of 2019 where i then went back to see the show and i saw the michael and i saw christopher and i was like okay, so there's some hope for me. Okay, I was yeah. like, there we go. Like, we can definitely make this work. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I think if I wouldn't have seen Christopher and the Michael on stage, I don't know if I would have um, had the, not the audacity, but the, the courage mm. to audition. Yeah. Um, because it just didn't seem like it would be a place that was welcoming for me, maybe. Yeah. So he approached you without you having thought to go further with it. When you get the Instagram message or mm-hmm. what's Actually, that connection? There's more, there's more. Oh, there's more. Because I did, I, I did audition. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. On your own, did you ask for a private audition or was there a It was a public one? audition. Okay. It was a public audition. Um, and I think at the time I was working, I moved here in 2019. Um, and I was working at Disney and I think they had an audition. It was an open call. <clears throat> I came to the audition. I made it to the end. And um, if I remember correctly, it was more of a, well, do you have a visa to stay here long-term? Because we're not gonna, we, we were unable to provide you for a long-term visa. And at the time I, I didn't have the long-term beats and I was like, no, I don't have it right now. Um, and me and Jane, we kept in contact for a while and she was like, let me know when you have, you know, a longer visa. And then we can have that discussion of where we can place you if there's room for you. Um, and then I, after Disney, I actually, oh, that's a story. <laughs> that's a story. Um, I was at Disney for three months. Um, I ended up getting released or fired because you have a three-month trial period. Yeah, so your trial period was over. Yeah, my trial period was over, and they said, like, we're, we can't keep you um, based off of my skin color, basically. Really? Which was interesting. Um, I was hired to play a specific character, a face role, and they said that it was a problem with costuming that my skin complexion was too dark to play this specific character but it's very very interesting and this is yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot to take in it was was a lot and this was again i think it was before disney had gone through like their revamp of casting which i think has happened now um there is now an inclusion key yeah Mm -hmm. it's very very uh interesting they're fighting they're more aware, let's say this, they're more aware of uh, race, inclusion, 
not only only race, but it's it's, it's sexuality, it's gender, gender. Okay. It's a lot that Disney ha- is is trying to do, um, and uh, I think they're they're trying. <laughs> it is <laughs> any effort is good effort. Any effort is appreciated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was released from Disney and. Um, Lucky enough, I had a contract set up for Royal Palace in Kirviller and went to Kirviller. I still tried to stay in contact with Jane because when I moved to, when I knew that I was moving to Paris, even though I was working at Disney, I was like, that is the goal. Lido is, to be on stage at Lido is the goal. It was the first cabaret show that I've seen. It was just like imprinted into my memory. Like, I have to do it. Like yeah. once I set my mind to something, it's like no questions asked. It has to happen. Um, so I did Royal Palace until COVID happened, mm-hmm. which I think was in like March or yeah. April of when everything's 2019? 2020. Yeah. So 2020. Um 2020 happened. I ended up going back to the States um, oh. for a bit and came back to Paris because again, lucky enough, I had a, a contract at Cirque du Ver. Um, and busy, successful. No, and then, yeah, I did. 2020 happened, COVID came back for another appearance and round two, round two. And then I ended up doing my second audition for um, Lido after speaking to Christopher and um, feeling very much reassured and more confident going into the second audition because I knew Christopher was, you know, a full-time cast member there. I knew that LaMichael was working there and... Um, was yeah, Christopher no- on the at the audition and on the, on yes. the, on yes. the other yes. side of the table? Yes. Did that make a difference? Because I remember him telling me that like, wait absolutely okay 100 um there's a different um sense of comfortability that i feel in any audition that i go to when i am um dancing for anyone that is a person of color if i'm dancing in front of a, a fully white panel it's um a little bit more intense um especially when you see the show and you kind of realize that it is a majority white cast. Um, <clears throat> and I think seeing him on the panel and having our conversations before the audition and knowing what his role was to bring in diversity into cabarets, I think that was like, I don't know, it was just a moment for me. I was like, I want to do this because like it's it's not just me it's mm. more about it's a bigger picture yeah and if i can be the third fourth fifth you know black male that's hired and it creates it opens doors for any other black or person of color male female that comes in and auditions in the future that's for me that's like amazing Absolutely. Did Isaac come at this? Is it Isaac? Or yeah, Isaac. 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 Yeah. Isaac. <laughs> yeah. We auditioned at the same time. Actually. Oh, okay. At the one. Yeah. So you 
were you two the only black? You said there was somebody else, but that was another audition, right? They got hired, but yeah. then we found so there was another. Yeah, there was another audition after after Chaz and Isaac were hired, um, where there would be another uh, person of color. Uh, well, actually, two because it would be it would have been a black girl. Joining the cast would have what would have been so 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 incredible, um, almost unbelievable. I was very and it was really beautiful how how um, Jeremy came up to me. It's like, oh, we hired two dancers of color, um, and I was just like, well, what? And not knowing not knowing about it, um, what was great. But um, it was it was as as you were talking about that moment. It was very very special because when I before prior, what I told you this after before um, Chaz started, I already because we were trying to collect as much information as possible because we wanted to be a re reliable source as well for Lido. So we and he's an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so we real killer. He's a really good dancer. <laughs> so we really wanted to like get um get like <clears throat> resumes and yeah. hear a little bit of backstory, but we we did it very organic. So it was not like okay, can you send me your CV? No, no, no. We just like tell us a little bit about your career. What have you done? What are your experiences? Well, no, I honestly I felt like through our Instagram conversations, we kind of established a friendship. Yeah. It wasn't like it was conversational was to a, a casting director, director or a scouting agent. Yeah. It was just like two girls kiki like, yes. and it's very natural organic and yes. i yeah it, it just made it wow. so much less stressful Stress yeah and this easier yeah yeah and it was so nice because you know we we asked it and we asked you and some other people do you have like a show reel give me your show reel and then we can already present it at our director so that they can look at you before <clears throat> you know and this is what we did Chaz was you know flying colors it was in me like in, everyone was just like okay oh no looks good technique that check 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 so everyone was like the dance captain asked that i was like oh yeah he can start tomorrow so everyone was on board already oh, wow. um everyone was very very positive it was really good and um so when we when we got him in addition um i mean i was just so over the moon and so happy to see all of these artists to see Chaz walking in to see the actual change because it was our it was also a little bit of, we had, uh, let's say, a big mouth of like, oh, we are going to bring diversity to the edition. You say there's no diversity, we're going to bring them. <laughs> what happened? We, we literally saw, yeah. you know, a little splash of color in the edition, what was good. And, but I didn't expect to be so successful then because, first of all, we, in my head, I was thinking, okay, we got two, well, we had three. There was a, like a, a Brazilian Mexican guy. His name is Orlando. Yeah, um, who we also contacted. He was there as well, uh, Mexican, um, but he didn't make it, unfortunately. And I was like, okay, but how many are they going to hire? Because we, first of all, we're not sure how many people they were looking for, because this is something that Jane didn't tell me. So I was like, okay, all right. Uh, and then, um, then we had Isaac and Chaz, and I both was like, oh my gosh. They are because you know you you're, you you have your cuts and you know only a couple of people are making it through. Yeah. And I was like, 
gosh, you know, they're going to make it out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, last round. Oh, my gosh. Isaac and Chess. And I was like, oh, they're going to choose one. They're going to choose one. Yeah, that's I'm what sure. I thought, too. He, Honestly, uh, I felt that as well, 100%. Wait, I thought they're going to choose one. Um, and um, it was really beautiful to see that they were, and also, as well, what I love so much about when you see diversity on stage and when you have multiple people of color in a cast, that people start to realize that we're different. Because I have the feeling, what I've experienced at the Lido, that people put us in a category or in a box and they just say like, okay, you're the same. With me and LaMichael, was, it was kind of funny because he is the principal mm -hmm. and then soon well only after a year i became understudy principal so people were immediately like okay yes mm -hmm. you are you know oh you were his replacement this is what what was said um but then with Chaz and isaac coming in people started saying oh yeah oh yeah but the one is a little bit different this one is that i'm like excuse me we're just human beings we're yeah. just people don't do that you don't have girls. to come you don't have or to the compare. rest of the white males right. Right. Stage. you don't like, say like oh this brings their own oh yeah, you know, just bit. it's not like oh, I was I was not compared to any other of the this, but now immediately it was like oh no, this one is this and this one oh this one is a little bit. I'm like, why are you talking about us? Like we are, we we are just artists. We're all artists. We're all individuals. Not because we're all of color that we now have to be all the same. We are different. We are yeah. have different backgrounds. We have different training. So that's very interesting to hear, especially when you are in the company for a while, people get very comfortable with you, but then they are not quite aware, they're not used to seeing more people of color in the company. So they think you are part of them. Does it make sense? So they can, they can gossip and say things yeah. about someone else, but they don't realize that they're generalizing stereotypical ideas that are, because they're comfortable, they're we're friends. I can tell you this. Yeah. No, but you're actually disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So you, you, I had to, I had to learn it, and I had to. Uh, it was a very interesting dynamic when we actually had more people of color in the company because it was very unfamiliar territory for a lot of artists. Some artists were uncomfortable, mm -hmm. unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, and some <laughs> and some artists were more open and just ask questions. Yeah. Um, and said, is this okay to say, can I say this? Um, is this okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Or no, that's not okay. Um, um, but it, it's been, a, it's been, it's been really incredible, um, to the point that we actually, uh, La Michael one night came up to us, I think it was before we did our Tableau Boys. And he said, wow. I didn't realize until now that I see Isaac and Chaz, all four boys together, that he said, we made history. Absolutely. We've done it. Absolutely. We, it's just the beginning. It's yeah. just the start. But look at the change. We are part of the change. And then he said, Christopher, thank you so much because you were the driving force behind us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Because you don't, sometimes you don't, you, you're just trying and you're, you're working so hard. And then actually you sometimes have to stay, take a step back and say, we've done this. Yeah. Look, yeah, look at absolutely. We I mean, have 
we're part of 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 the movement. Of I, a, I think it's extremely iconic because even for me coming from the states, like in my professional career up until now, I was always the token black boy. I had never shared the stage with multiple, mm. not even one other single person of color at the same time. So for me, I was like, it, it's incredible to be on stage with four black men, talented black men. Like it was extreme. When you, you I don't know, was you were little Michael taking in the picture when you guys were in your tuxes yes. and history is being made. And first thing, like we, we have to do an interview. I want to celebrate this. And then like, oh, the Lido sold, like Ugh. whatever it yes. happened and sad that it things take, but it happened. Yes. But then I realized, well, I came to show in April and I think you and the Michael were on, I think you were on both nights I was here. Yes. So I knew you'd, hi- were you hired in April? Yes. But you guys weren't all at the same time. So like, well, no. I know there's four, right? I think yeah. I knew that there was, but then it was just recently where all four of you were on stage at the same time. Yeah. So because the, the, there's the, replacement. Yeah, the thing is, okay. you explained that you, you, you yeah. You so <laughs> I came in, me and Isaac came in as replacement, and um, I think it was at the start we were kind of starting together, yeah. and we were on stage at the same time, kind of introducing the stage to both of us, introducing the show to both of us, and once I guess maybe Jane or whoever was in charge. Um, once they kind of saw that we were consistent with our shows, that's when me and Isaac started to not dance so much at the same time. And we would switch on and off. So like he would be on two days, I would be on two days. So it didn't happen as often as I would have loved it to. Um, But the simple fact that it happened at all. Like you said, when there's is, movement, we're going to market. It, it's, it's extreme. We had I, one of my favorite days. Well, I've had two since I've been here. But one is I watched the rehearsal, which now I can say I was there because I was supposed to say anything, but yeah. after, this comes out yeah. after because it was such an honor to watch and watch people feel the emotions and just witness it and honor it. And then you suggested a photo shoot and you guys come out in tuxedos. I'm like, <laughs> what? And like, we're going to live to like, uh, I, I was like, please don't shake and make me feel bad. <laughs> but that was so much fun. I it was like, it was playful, it was fun, it felt celebratory. And then you guys started sharing a little bit about your relationship and how this came about. And I love you guys were like little kids because you talked about like a moment on stage. I think you said you were going upstage and you looked at each other and you have this moment it's like as soon as like I made me cry. I mean, so beautiful yeah. because you go. Oh my gosh, the history, but also there's somebody like me on the other side yes, of the stage. Yes. Can you explain that? Because it, it got to me because also what you were telling it was so full of joy. And you seriously you were like this, 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 this. but no, it was it, like so it's, fun it's, and playful. Yeah, like, it, it's it's just so interesting that um it's so interesting, I think that sometimes us human beings, we don't realize how important representation and um, yeah, representation is honestly to be able to see someone like you on a stage is beyond anything. I think that 
we are not only connected because of our skin color, because the thing is, we are from two different, yeah. completely different places. We are not, it's not immediately a thing like, oh my gosh, we have the same skin complexion, so now all of a sudden we're best friends. It's not that simple, but we also have a very deep level of understanding of probably what we have gone through mm, and what we yes. experienced being yes. black dancers, which being black 100% already like, there's a level of respect that comes with that yes. that doesn't need to be earned or discussed or anything yes. like yes. I see Christopher yes. and there's respect because of where he's come, uh, how far he's come in the dance world. See, what he's he achieving for together. you. So it's just like that, like. It's, it's honestly, yes, it's literally that I think. It's that, you know, we know what we've been through in order to be where we are today. Yeah. That is what we honor, that's what we respect. And that is just so iconic and so special because as well, those little things when we're, we're sharing the same dressing room, but it's really amazing because normally La Michael is in his own dressing room and I'm in the boys' dressing room. There are two different dressing rooms, uh, lodges, boys' lodges. To be in the same lodge and actually to be able to look at each other, not only on the stage, but also backstage because backstage is where most of the things happen. Yeah, that's where the No shade though, but when Christopher's not, on stage or he's not in the show or he has his day off it's a completely different energy yeah because i i, I lose that i don't know I, I lose that like sense of connection, connection. that like brotherhood I, I, yeah that brotherhood i i kind of feel a little bit less comfortable because yeah. i'm not there's not someone that i can <clears throat> relate to 100 percent backstage yeah. yeah on stage it's a little bit easier because you that's know, an energy exchange you're doing your job yeah. you're, yeah, you're you're being professional but backstage it's i can't lie it was it's it was really hard to be backstage mm -hmm. sometimes when christopher wasn't there because i especially when i first started yeah you're the new was, person yeah, already, I was, already the new got person. That. I was coming in and i was like <gasps> i was my sister <laughs> <laughs> I have a quote that feels, I hope it doesn't feel like it goes off, but my, I, I've shared this much. My husband committed suicide like 14 years ago. My son had never told anyone, he just went to school and never said a word. And so when I went to his college graduation, I was looking at his art on the wall and there's a very, very sad, beautiful picture that he painted. And his professor said, there's something in this picture. Like she was trying to figure it out. And then she said, was, are you and your husband artists? I'm like, well, I'm not at all. I'm a dancer, but my husband was, and she says, was. And I said, well, and then she went asked how he died and the whole thing. And she said, I knew we, I knew we spoke the same way. How does it, I know we speak the same language because we walk the same terrain Ooh, because yes. she said yeah. he had lost someone to suicide and we bonded. I remember that. And that's like, you lose, you go out of this world for a second and you go, you get me. Mm -hmm. yes. And like, you walk the same terrain yes. and your language, even though you're from, you know, like you're speaking English, obviously, yeah. but that when you said that made me think of that like you don't have to go into a whole like where you're from what's your story you just you i feel it yeah it's just like you click it's just it's, it happens it's very natural, natural organic and when you find those people you hang on yes wow sorry that just went no <laughs> that's beautiful like, no that's oh. that's really beautiful and i and i think that what you what you shared there is is so powerful because it is sometimes sometimes you don't it's that unspoken yeah. language and you don't even have to because that's the thing when you have to explain too much 
Yeah. It's sometimes not, hard. It's not there. It's, it's not connecting. It's not connecting. It's, it's when you have to explain to someone. When you just know. You can just say to someone, I get you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I got see you. Girl. I, see I see you. you. I see you. I love that one. I see you. Then you, then you at home straight away. Because you don't have to prove yourself to that person. You don't have to explain too much. You don't, it's just, you can just be you. You can just be. Being is enough. Mm. And that is beautiful. And I think that's really what we what we have. It's just, and then the funny thing is we're actually quite, we're opposites in the show most of the time, which is great. <laughs> really? Because then I can look across the stage and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> And I just and I just love I just love um I just love that as well. So one person um said one day uh, that you have the same smell as me, uh, and I was just like you know like oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and, and 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 also it's also so beautiful to see to see to see you dance. You know, when you, when I'm not on stage or when I'm on stage and I look over and I see you, then I, I have that feeling of like, I see you. Like, yes, you are an incredibly talented artist and we really belong here. Mm-hmm. Does that also feel reciprocated? Like you see, like to feel seen? Yes. That's, I think when I was speaking about like the level of comfort that I felt like, in order to be seen, I think you also have to see someone else as yeah. well. And I think, I mean, I'm sure you're very comfortable. You've been there for, you know, however long. But yeah, I, I think it's a level of respect that comes with it. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, feels, it feels very um, good to say mm. the least. Like, very just like, Sometimes we're good. Yeah, sometimes it's just, it's just good. That's a it's good. just good. Like yeah. when it just feels right. Yeah, yeah, it feels right. But but that's as well. Like if I, um, we've talked about it as well. Like when we see the Lido, especially in rehearsals, when we saw the boys on stage, all of you, because it was Marlon, Isaac, you, all the new people on stage, and you would, I said to Lamaiko at one point, it also feels like they are here for a, a long time. They have been here. You, it's like you really fit. You, we all fit in the Lido. It's not like, oh, it feels like you started later or we're trying something new. We're trying to make it more diverse. No, it just really looks like you fit in the picture. Yeah. Why has this not happened before? It is yeah, not like- you weren't around. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> Like when something happened, like when you're talking about Obama in, in our first film, like, yes. like you celebrate, but then you go, why the hell does this take so long? Long, and why then, then you so go, long? wait a minute, it's a thing like sometimes when you see a picture and it looks like forced, sometimes you have, we have a company that is trying so hard and then it's like, oh, but it just feels like it's, we have one of that, one of that, one of that, one of that, okay, yes. Yeah, but trying it's to make the perfect trying picture. to make the perfect <laughs> yeah. picture, like in, in those uh, those programs on TV, to just they're just trying so hard that it's not organic, and it just feels like okay, we have a person of color, we have a, you know this and that and that, and then all of a sudden it's like no, no, yeah, this this is what it, no, it's too Scripted. artificial, yeah, yeah. artificial yeah. surface level yeah. plan, exactly, played out, yeah, yeah. Played out. and with with this, it's just like. 
it just looks right. We all look like little boys. It is something about our energy that we all look part of the line without yeah. it being, uh, without it being like, oh, you're of color, so now you don't fit in the line. No, it's not about. It's a, it's a feeling a Kelly boy. It's a, it's a feeling. It's an essence. It's the etiquette. It's the, it's the heart. That's what makes a a bluebell girl, or that what that's what makes a a Kelly boy. It is the heart. It's not anything. That would be that would be another because we've been I'm doing a whole series on how the show go will be remembered and like back in the day people that's not I'm not a showgirl because that meant I didn't dance or I was a stripper so we've been justifying like you don't have the right language for anything in this business like to say black boys feels wrong but to say white boys sounds wrong yeah and then you would say white or women or I mean we just don't have words that seem like you were talking about even when you're doing your trying to get the message out there like there's words like is this okay to say? Because so, I was asking even African-American, is yeah. it is African French? Like, is it okay to ask that? Because we just like, what words get to the people you're trying to reach? So because there's gonna... the thing as well, like the people that you're trying to reach, you don't want to offend them. That's especially the thing. Yeah. Because you're trying to create more diversity, but then the people that you actually are addressing, if they don't relate or connect to those words, then you're actually doing the opposite. Right. If you are a person of color and you see on a poster, we're looking for black artists, you might be like, well, no, thank you. If that doesn't, if yeah. that doesn't resonate with you, in, in my language, in Dutch, I do not like the translation black. I do not like it. In my own language, I prefer and always address people and say, I'm brown, I'm mm. brown skinned. In yeah. my language, I just, I'm allergic to it. Yeah. When you say in my language, smart, you're black. I am not black. This is black, yeah. mm. I am brown. In English, it's different because it's a race. In English, in, Amer like, in American, like it's, a descriptor. It, it's, 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 it's different. Yeah. In Holland, they use it as a color. And in Holland is when people say like black people, like in Dutch, it just doesn't, it just doesn't. Because I'm not, peach. Yeah, like you. <laughs> and now I'm sunburned, but I'm like, uh, I am sometimes really, really white. But it's like, I also have shades of purple. But <laughs> so you're going to think you're going to have that. Yeah. We're talking about spectrum. Spectrum, like. yeah. So this is, this could be 12 hours. I yes. say that all the time. I talk yeah. like, <laughs> but to end, yes. because you're all, the Leo's, how many, three more shows? We have three uh, more shows. One more public and two special. Yes. So you're all going different directions after this. So we maybe. Are. But what does this look like? Because I talked to Isaac too. I mean, he has things he wants to do. Yeah. I, Michael, yes. he will probably create seven new businesses. Yes, yeah. 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 absolutely. Um, but do you think you guys will, because you've yes. this bond, absolutely. and instead of like, okay, now disperse, like, do you no. feel like you have this? camaraderie to, ch to yeah. check in have yes. each other's that's not going away whatsoever yes. no matter you just built this beautiful thing Absolutely. it'd be terrible to see it just yeah no it's not it's not an option no, I, I, agree. <laughs> I really have the feeling that we are going to me and Hillary already talked about it a lot and uh, now when Lido, when Lido will close, we will have a lot of opportunities to bring artists together. We have already um, branched out to cover A-list where we had 
Um, oh, that's when, okay, yes, that's when I was trying, like, I'm coming to Paris for that. Yeah, we're trying to create parties to bring cabaret artists together. So it's not only creating art together, but it's also socializing together. Yeah. Because we realized that it's very segregated. We have Moulin, the Moulin people go out with the Moulin people. Then the crazy people go out with the crazy people. So we had our first cover A-list party, but was great where we brought all of these artists together and they said, oh my gosh, yeah, I've seen you. Oh, I know you dance there. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. And there was already collaboration and even me getting phone calls of people like, oh, I'm with that. You remember, I met this person at your party and we're now partying. Come, come out where we're doing this thing, soiree together. So we already created this bond, so bond together. <laughs> and I think with, <laughs> with um, Cover A-List, Cover Diversity, we're definitely going to use all of these gorgeous dancers <laughs> and, and create these moments we want to, we, we, we want to call them episodes in different places in Paris where it's not a, a troupe, a troupe, it's not a, a company, right? It's all these individual artists that are working in great cabarets or in other shows, but a one night only show with different artists oh, together in a different location. Sometimes you will have the same artists together, sometimes you have some other artists together. It's a mix, and you have these stars in different outfits more extravaganza than the, the, the next yeah. and having them and having moments and episodes and stories uh mainly choreographed by me or by uh simone Cristoforo, who is working with us a lot with oh, Arte, um but also their own input we're gonna yeah. have these artists that have their own acts and that say we have we create a budget we we are talking with the producers and then they come in and say, I want to do this act. And then they will do their act. And it was going to be an evening filled show trick. Sometimes it will be in, in like a, in a hotel or an apartment. We already have some people who are interested. In, they just want to have artists, five artists in their apartment, high class, of course, a lot of rich people will come and you will have these individual artists come and do their little show under the umbrella of cover diversity. So we were supposed to have one of these events already in July this month, but it, it's not going to happen. But maybe in September, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to happen <laughs> in September. It's going to happen. We're right? We hope we're manifesting. Hopefully, oh. three, day, three days in September. So we are we're going to be very busy trying to create and um, bring these artists together. And it's not only about it's not only about creating. It's also about this bringing artists together. It's just like bringing them together and getting to know each other and respecting each other's craft because it is very interesting to have Isaac who is in the commercial world and a Chaz who is more the contemporary world who both love cabaret and are introduced to cabaret and see oh, them together yeah. Yeah. and have a solo or have a duet or have partner work, but to see and respect and to appreciate the differences instead of trying to make an ensemble and say you are now one line and we're all going to do the same thing wow. no we are yeah. individuals yeah. when you have chocolate boy when you have mm -hmm. uh when you have a jonah <laughs> with his burlesque oh it's it's gorgeous to have him next to another artist like Shinny sloan we're all different yeah. and we all have our own speciality we're not the same 
but to have each other in the room and to see each other and to actually be familiar with each other's work because even Chaz one day I told him about like oh do you know Jonah and yeah I've seen him on stage but I don't really know him bring each other together and have a little drink a soiree and maybe create something together because we can learn from each other and maybe create something together imagine Chaz Jonah La Michael together me together yeah. and do, Isaac yeah. together and do something together but it, it, we all have our own talents and we're on our own um our own little charisma uniqueness nerve and talent yeah. and then and bring it together and, and mix it all up and, and see, make it make this make this incredible um this, this this salad maybe like a salad of all different things instead of just seeing you know, like, oh, we're all the same. Mulan, Lido, Grace yeah. Yours. No, <laughs> we're all one. We're all artists. That's iconic. And that's that's really what cover diversity is about. It's not about it's not about black, it's not about white, it's not about Asian, it's not about Arabic, it's not about it's about inclusion. We're not gonna try to say, oh, we're gonna have the show, we're gonna have one person of this and what no. We are collecting artists. Yeah. We are just collecting artists and we are making this incredible, incredible evening filled with art. But mm. we want to make sure that there is diversity. It's not just art, it is diverse art. Mm -hmm. Yes, man. Diverse art. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brand. Because <laughs> when you told me you were going to do that, I, I can't afford to come here any of the times I've come here. I really. Find ways to make it happen. No. When you said, "Like I'm gonna come," when is it? When is it opening? And then also with COVID, this up and oh, down, my. and not able to come. But I was like, I was ready to fly here just for that. Oh, wow. And then I'm processing, like, what if, if the Lido's closed? Will I come back to Paris? And I went, well, of course, because Christopher's gonna have oh, something, gonna, and there's gonna be under. And I think I've gone to, you know, whenever you guys are incubating, yeah. I have to come back for that. Oh. Like I feel like as sad as the Lido closing is, I. I, I think it, like people are saying we need to grieve. This is something to grieve. And then in that where people are like finding each other, something new is gonna be birthed because there it's, has to be kind of a death or in a way for otherwise we just kind of stick with what's happening. I'm like almost kind of scared, excited. Like what what is it gonna be? Because when I you can't see it yet, it's so exciting. And also like it when people say, Oh, we should do this, like maybe you're the one to do that. Like, why is there never this? Like, because you might be the one that I truly think that it's like like especially in the realm of Paris like I think that it, it's about time where Paris uh, or Cabaret is going to be just flipped upside down and like mushed around and something really beautiful is going to be creative yeah. out of the you know the sadness of Lido closing but I I don't know I have this feeling that it's going to be insanely Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Like because this feels different than blowing something up yes. and throwing it away. This is like taking the ingredients that are really good. And, yeah, and, and, they, and it doesn't mean creating. just take the same old crap and make the same old crap. Yes, it just yes. it feels like even that gesture, like there's things you go, that needs to go. Yes. But this like is a really new age. It's gonna be a new age new of age. cabaret. I think it's gonna be introduced into Paris, which I I it's time. Yeah, I and also you guys yeah. respect cabaret i think yes. if you come at it like this all sucks we're gonna make our own like i'm gonna mm -hmm. take my ball and go home yeah, yeah, yeah. it's different when you have the respect of the history but a vision that has not been realized yet yes 
And I think that that is, that is truly what Kabra is all about. When you really look in history, what we have been doing for, 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 for a while now, a year, is we forgot what, what Kabra has been, what Kabra meant back in the day. Josephine. Josephine Baker from the 20s. <laughs> I mean, revolutionary women. That's yeah. literally what Kabra is. It's, it is not striptease, it's not, it is women empower women, not men, women. Women were the stars in that time. And that is really something that we, we need to go back to. I think it, the men took over, like always. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I think we need to go back to that. We need to go back to just the art. The art, the fashion, the fantasy, future, mm. pushing boundaries. It's nothing is off limits. Mm-hmm. It was literally <laughs> talking about Jasmine Baker. It was a black woman that just said, I'm going to do it. And it was no question asked. Yeah. It was like, it's Josie Baker. Yeah. We want to see her. She's amazing. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what she did. Every night she would do something extraordinary and something different than they saw the night before because she was that incredible. She could just stand in front, command a, 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 a whole uh, field of soldiers and say, I'm not going to dance today. I'm going to speak. And they listened. <laughs> a woman, like a woman in the, the, you know, we're talking about like the 40s now, yeah, 50s. Yeah. That is yeah. very like, Iconic. I love that your inspiration comes from that. Yeah, Josephine Baker. I love that because that's like a humble, bold. It's a it's an interesting mix of so like I'm gonna copy what's been successful. Yeah. Oh, and all this, I, it's so hard to turn this machine off <laughs> um, because I we I've been doing this whole thing about showgirl. We always start with what it's not yeah. in cabaret. Well, what's not that? Like I have my show and we say like what's burlesque, and I have to say what's not burlesque. Kind of like rockets, but it's not. So we always have to start with what it's not. not. So maybe when Lido stops and there's a re, maybe it's like cabaret is this is like, it's not that, like here's, here's a new vision. Yes. I don't know, I feel like words, like we just say, how do you say black? Do you say gay? Do you say queer? Do you say like all these spectrums? Yeah. Like we don't have to have definitions, Shits. but maybe it, with this new thing that people go, well, where, why did this go away? What is this? Yes. And yeah, maybe this is- there's maybe more expansion of the brain instead of like attached to something old. Yeah. Yes. Growth. That's something Growth. old, but there, there so it growth. always has been a vault. Well, not always. Yeah. We no, get our, we had our, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's going to be really interesting and great when we're going to have this in schools. We need to have a curriculum where we can say, we're going to teach copyright in schools. And that, that needs to come. We're going to, we were trying to get in the educational system and, and change it from the ground and start there because it's really, you need to plant the seeds yeah. and then it can grow. Well, I think especially like within dance programs, like I never knew about cabaret, but now coming into the world of cabaret, I think cabaret has its own technique. Yeah. Like there, is, yeah. there is a and cabaret style that yeah. should be taught and there's history as and well. And a place where it is, a place where it is, is Cuba. And I need to, we, me and Hillary need to go to Cuba to actually check out what they do there because they actually have a class that is called cabaret and it is actually cabaret. So I really, we really, that's on our list. We need Can to I go. Can I come with you? Yes, I want to bring too. it to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like it's it like you say a showgirl, but like we have to say what a showgirl is. And we have heels, but heels is mainly floor humping and heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heels <laughs> which is, is lovely, like but it's but it's not really cabaret. Yeah. And so we have to keep putting a delineation. We're gonna do tea time. Yes. I hope you have time. Put your funny hats on. Yeah, I'm excited go. for this to come out. Yes. And I know you have three more shows. Do you each have three more? You're done. No, I did my last. Oh, so this is a type uh, of ending, but it is it is really nice to know there's something is also I feel coming it. to life. I feel that it's there's be, yeah, yeah, there's something like brewing. I think that especially with all the talent that was at Lido, it would be insane for all of that to just go to waste. So I really do feel like you guys someone, are all still here. Anyone, Lido might not everyone is something's going to be created and it's going to be beautiful it's probably things that have not been watered yet that are ready to go okay Absolutely. do you guys want to have to say anything to the world listening mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening i think that i i honestly i hope that anyone that hears this and will hear this in the future that they will get inspired to start becoming part of some sort of change because we should stop thinking oh well this person invented this and this person was the first person doing that you could be the first in anything just open up your heart believe in yourself think beyond and just create and go for it i like your fingers Amen. Yeah. And I think for me, I would just say, um, because it's something that I struggled with a lot is don't ever allow the color of your skin to hold you back from anything. Um, If you're talented, if you're passionate, everything's going to work out exactly the way that it should. So that's what I would have to say 100%. Um, I have to add a caveat. Because you, you like the Michael was the first so far you were the second that doesn't make you less important you guys are third and fourth so instead like there has to be a first but there has to be a second third otherwise it just never changes so the third fourth and fifth or whatever are just as important so i think that's beautiful because now what you've done is kind of like expands it like it starts with one of those things the tree that go out like the umbrella umbrella or the like family tree that all of a sudden (laughs) start with two then it's four so the first second third four all so important okay I'm excited to follow your journey. Please, was this like seven hours? Maybe two and a half. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, no. Uh-oh, so, still going. <laughs> so this is Sherry Lewis from Bluebells Forever podcast in Paris, which is so fun. And we're doing an interview with Christopher Renfirm and Chaz, which I have to look up his last name, and Isaac Titsi. Titsi. Yeah, they Titi. do it wrong. Uh, <laughs> There's so many names I can just like think I have it in my head. But we could even get all of us together, even if we're all in the same city because of schedules, just everybody's really busy. So we're doing our part on Zoom and then we're going to add you in the conversation. So thanks for joining me. And also just have this conversation as the Lido's ending. And I know we'll do a recap of just how much work has had to be done and, and is improving in Cabaret. But I love uh, Christopher's vision for what Cabaret can be like where it's missed it and where it can be. And sometimes we need people with a big imagination to show people something different instead of the attitude has been, well, this is, this is what's always worked. So let's do it. Or we don't see anything different or when people change things so much, they throw out all the good things that were part of it. So I had the privilege of seeing you in Paradis de Tan the other night 
It was just fun because I went with Hillary from the Lido and she was pointing you out. I'm like, that shows. That's a butt buster show. You guys are dancing hard. Yeah. So can you tell like where you grew up and how you started dancing? Um, so I was born in Côte d'Ivoire in Africa, but then I came uh, in France. So I was raised in France near Paris, not really in the center of Paris, but just near Paris. So this is uh, the place where I grew up. Um, the name is Logne. So I've been here for maybe um, 10 or 12 years now. And uh, I started dancing uh, uh, with Michael Jackson. I saw video and yeah. just like the, the style. So I started trying to, to do the same with video with uh, YouTube. And then I meet some uh, dancers, um, hip hop dancers, uh, break dancing. So uh, they trained me a little bit. And then uh, I started take classes, 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 different style. And um, three years ago, uh, I, I, go, I went to a school, a dance school, where I learned uh, ballet dance, jazz dance, contemporary, and uh, many other styles. Hmm. And Michael Jackson's the one that pulled you in, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I have a friend who uh, grew up, he's, he was Filipino, came to America, didn't speak English, but he watched mm -hmm. the videos and he studied Michael Jackson. Huh. And that was how he got himself interested. He ended up, his big dream was to dance with Michael Jackson. He ended up doing the VMA awards with Michael Jackson and just thought, I could die right now. I'm so happy because whatever is the thing that pulls us in is kind of an influence throughout. So when you were studying Michael Jackson, did you think you want to do ballet or was that something to get you to the next step? Because getting someone to take ballet when they're not little is a little bit harder. Um, I, I learned ballet really late, but I, I, I did it because uh, I needed it for my, for my dance to, to get... Um, more possibilities and to to be open to work in uh, different places and yeah did you know what you wanted to do with dance or did anyone help you to figure out what what do i do how do i get there what's available uh, at the beginning I, I i knew what i wanted to do but then i realized i have more options so i just work and meet people and try different different kind of work in the dance industry and, and yeah years after years i tried some different works and uh and that's it yeah hmm. did you like ballet i like i do like you like it i think for a lot of people they want they take ballet because they want it do other things and ballet is almost like punishment <laughs> like mm. if you want to do jazz you have to take ballet and and to actually choose it later in life feels like a really big decision yeah it's a lot of work it's a it's a lot it's a lot of work yeah what kind of work was out there like how old were you when you started working professional um really professional maybe i was a uh, 22 21 22 really yeah. What what was the path that you got got you there? Like, what kind of things were you auditioning or look for everything, or were you kind of narrowed down to what you really wanted to do? Mm, at the beginning, I was auditioning for 
like video clip, um, video clip, like commercials, and for different show uh, in theater. Um, yeah, that was the beginning, I think. I did a lot of video clip, uh, some show with friends and uh, some uh, professional dancers. And yes, that was the beginning. Mm. What is, what is the dance scene like? Because I know there's a lot of hip hop in Paris because I'm from Seattle, America, and we have dancers that came to Paris to just check out the hip hop scene here. And mm -hmm. then I'm more aware of the cabaret scene here, but I don't really know what jazz, like what is it like professional? Is there much work, like commercial work or industrial work? In Paris? Yeah. Um, in Paris, there are very, a lot of good dancers and a lot of different work. But I think uh, the hip hop uh, and commercial um, industry is really strong in Paris. Because okay. you have a lot of really good commercial dancers and really good hip hop dancers. So I think, yeah, this is the, maybe the most, uh, most big, uh, the bigger part of the industry uh, in Paris. Hmm. But uh, we'll get back to seeing the show Paradis Par Latin, but that has a lot of variety. That's, mm. You wouldn't see the hip hop, that style on the Lido stage. So that mm. must have been a fun diversion for you to get to go back to that a little bit. When yeah, did you yeah. get into Perry Merve? Did you come in before COVID or after? Uh, in Paradis Latin? Yeah. Uh, after. Oh, no, no, it's not, not that one. Sorry. Uh, Perry Merve at Lido. Uh, Lido, I, will, uh, I came um, after COVID, yeah. It's, oh, okay, so you prepared after? Between COVID and at the end of the COVID, I think. Yeah. What were you doing with COVID? Because that was for dancers such a hard time when there's, we can't gather, there's no audience. Like dancers either trying to keep their training up in their houses or yeah. to have hope of it coming back. What did you, what was COVID like for you as a dancer that wasn't working in a show yet, right? Yeah, for me, uh, I, I was lucky because during the, at the beginning of COVID, I was, uh, I was in um, a dance, uh, a dance, a dance company and a dance school. So I was still able to train, to take classes. Um, so yeah, I was really lucky because I was, uh, I had still a, uh, room where I can practice, uh, I can have classes. So yes, I didn't really stop my training. Uh, I have less work, but I, I was uh, able to train. I think that really showed a difference with a lot of dancers, those who just kind of either left it entirely or just thought, well, I'll wait until COVID's over. But those who trained in between and were ready, because when things opened, if you yeah. hadn't been training, you wouldn't be ready for how hard those those shows are or to audition. So that was so those dancers who were smart that way, I think, are the ones when things open were right there, ready, yeah. ready to go. Exactly. What was how did you end up at the Lido? Did you had you seen the show or what did you know of it to know to audition? Um, I knew of it because of uh, because Lido is a really big cabaret. So I think a lot of people know about uh, this cabaret, even if you never saw the show. For me, uh, I never saw the show before the before working with Lido. Really? Yeah, never. But uh, I knew 
I knew um, I knew the vibe because I I saw um, some video uh, on the social media, some photos. So um, I just uh, I just wanted to try the audition. So I came to the audition and 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 yes. Was it a big audition? Did they post like on uh, in social media and all that? That there was a big audition, or was it a private audition? Uh, that was a, a big audition. Really? How many people came to that? Um, I don't really remember. Um, like twenty, in, like under a hundred or over ten or maybe for men, maybe forty people or fifty. Really? Okay. There's there's interest. That's interesting with COVID like that people are when auditions are ready that that, that, that many people turned out. How was how was the audition for you? Did you feel like that style was something you were ready for? Because did they make what did they make you do for the audition too? Um, they make they make us do um, like uh, jazz and with uh, some ballet uh, ballet moves choreo. Uh, mm -hmm. When I when I came to the audition, I didn't really know uh, what I will do, so I just. <laughs> Just came and ready for anything. Yeah, ready for anything and did my best. And uh, yeah, that was more more uh, ballet and jazz and contemporary style. That was a mix, different choreo. Yeah. Yeah. Did they do the guy, the guys and the girls separate, or did you they audition you together? Was it a very a separate audition? Se separate audition. Yeah. So they didn't make you partner or anything like that. No. There's a lot in the show. The guys are doing a lot of partnering. I'm thinking that tango and Liz. Had you done that kind of work before? Uh, yes, I trained. You were yeah. Well, that's good. And I think that if guys haven't done that, that's a really hard thing to have to learn really fast to learn the show. Exactly. So yeah, did was... you know who Christopher was before? Christopher? Yeah, Christopher Renfirm. No. Okay. Yeah, because I just know like he talked about the importance of representation. But if you hadn't seen the show, because he said when he saw it, well, Michael was the only other black dancer in there. So it was like, OK, there's someone like me. But if you audition and it's only white people, it's hard to know, like, is there a place for me? Or did you even care about that? Or was that a thing you've had to deal with before? Or you were just auditioning, just going for it? Yeah, actually, uh, I didn't know. Uh, I just go for it uh i just try because i know it's sometimes um it's complicated but mm -hmm. you just have to to try and maybe it will not work maybe it will work so i just i just go where i want to go where i can go and, and i That's yeah did you find out right away or did they make you wait or how many people did they take out of that audition because i don't know how many they didn't have a lot of spots, I didn't think. Yeah, they took uh, only two people, Chaz and me. Oh, good for Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I met him at uh, the other night at the, I got to watch the rehearsal. It was so good to meet him. I've seen, I think I've seen you on stage. Um, no? Well, I was here in April. Were, were you in the, you were in the show in April, right? Uh, last year? No, or just this, yeah, this last April, just a few months ago I was here. Yeah, 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 I think. Not every show, but I did some show, I think. 
I might have seen you there. Because for me, it's interesting how Christopher has said, can you imagine like, what if we have the most beautiful Asian women and the most beautiful Indian women? Like he, the way he paints a picture, like, yeah, why don't I? So then to even see that little bit of change happening, it's just like, it's so refreshing. It's like, wow, we've missed out on having everybody kind of look a similar look. And so I love, and I love seeing Party to Ton to see like a little bit more um, diversity on stage. Because as an audience member too, it's really more fun to look for different faces and instead of everybody kind of looking as a similar, because once you put makeup on everybody, it's hard to <laughs> kind of all blend in. So I was really, really happy to see that, especially knowing what Christopher's heart has been for this and how, how do you, how do you even get black people to audition if they don't think there's work for them? And I like that you came in, I'm going to just go for it. Like there was probably not an assumption that some people might have if they've seen the shows and think that there's no space. Yeah. I, I like to, sometimes I, I think there is no place for me, but I, I go, I go. Uh, the important thing for me is to, to just go and try. If you don't try, you, you never know. Because maybe you think there is no place for you. And when you go, people just like you, like your, your style, like your, your energy and they can change, they can change th their mind. So you have to, to always try. If you want something, you have to always try. That's the best advice. You know, a lot of dancers don't go to things for all different reasons. Like, oh, I'm not gonna be strong enough or that's this style. And if they had gone, they might've found out they were actually just right. So yeah. how was that when you got it? Did you, were you excited? Had, did you see the show before you started rehearsals or did you rehearse not having any idea what the show was like? No, I saw the show before I start uh, the rehearsal. I think, yeah, it was just before or in the same uh, the same time. I don't exactly remember, but I think yeah, that was just before. You got a little preview of what you're gonna do. Yeah. What did you think of the show? Had you seen cabaret shows before? Even though you're Paris, we don't assume that you just go out and see the Moulin Rouge and the Lido and. Yeah, I saw cabaret show. Before Lido, I was working in a, another cabaret in Paris, but it was a little, a little, a little cabaret, not uh -huh. as uh, as Lido. So I already knew uh, what kind of show is a cabaret. Yeah. And for me, the the Lido show was really, really beautiful. Really, uh, it's a really big stage uh, with a lot of dancers. So this is really really nice to see. Mm. So then getting into the show and then the, the now that we hear the show is going to be sold, it's just so much up and down. I feel so bad for this cast because I was interviewing people during COVID of waiting to come back and waiting and then it was going to maybe open and it didn't and the whole waiting and how hard that was as a dancer to know if you ever have a job and then to finally open. And I think it was soon after they found out it was sold, but nobody really knew how much longer it's just a dance is such an uncertain career anyway you know like things could go or shows close we know that's part of it but just feels like when you just got going into mm. this how was that were you already kind of looking around to see what else there was or were you like we'll just wait and see what happens to Lido? so can you can you repeat yeah so knowing that the show was sold i know some people were kind of already looking like what else is out there for me because the moulin rouge is going strong but knowing that you know, the show could keep going with the new management. Nobody really knew. I've heard there was different things being said, but how was that for you to finally get into the show 
not finally get in, but to get in it when it's kind of already getting ready to end? Mm, it's a good question. For me, um, I just took the, the more I, I could and I, I was just, uh, I'm just grateful to, to be able to, to dance on the stage with the, this, this cast. And I'm just, I'm just happy uh, I could do this. So I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful and I try to see the, 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 the positive and to stay positive. Yeah. That's a great thing to put on your resume that you danced the Lido. Yeah. That helps for other. So how is that? I got a picture that I think LaMichael or maybe Christopher tagged me in of all four of you guys in your tuxedos. And I think it was the only time that you all four were in the show at the same time. The picture is fabulous. I think it's top hat. There's a picture. It was a few months ago. If you guys all in front of the mirror took a picture and I go, this is the most beautiful picture. You guys mm -hmm. look so dapper and handsome in your tuxes, but also like, oh, there are four men of color in the show, which yeah. is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So how was that for you to be in a show and have, you know, like Christopher said, he looks at Chaz sometimes and they just get so happy to see each other on stage instead of like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one that looks like me. I just think there's something really, it was really sweet how they said they looked at each other on stage and just get so happy to know mm -hmm. that I've got more of my, of, of people that get me of what it's like and not to say this different but there is there is something when you like even people coming from america to whatever we're all kind of coming in trying to find our place mm -hmm. so how was that for you to to be with these three other guys that also took a while to get to this place in cabaret that was really really cool really interesting really cool because uh, it's um um how can i say that it's uh i don't i don't think only uh, for me, but I think for the, the, the next dancers or the new dancers, they, they want to work in this industry. And maybe they think they, don't, they, they can't because uh, they think that, that they don't have um, the place for her, for them. But actually they have the place. There, there is the place for every, everyone. So I'm just happy because I can show them that if you work enough, if you really want it, you have, you, you can do whatever, you can do whatever you want. And when I dance with, uh, with Christopher, Chaz, LaMichael, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I love that. That picture made me so happy because there's a lot of joy on your face hmm. because also like Christopher said that when he saw the show, Michael was the only person of color he saw, but then he was, I want to be that for other young boys because yeah. he even talked about being a boy in a ballet class when it's almost all girls. So there's kind of always for male dancers, sometimes it's like, you're the only one. Yeah. And so to, to have four beautiful, well-trained male dancers that are representing for other boys who can do this. And, you know, I would love to see, and I loved in Parallel Par Par Ton, there were, there were uh, women of color. It wasn't just, the guys because Lido has four black men but yeah you know if it if Lido had gone on would it ever get to the point where there was black women because I worked in Reno we had a line of there's nine black men in our show but mm -hmm. there was no black females and then Jubilee had a line that they had they had a line of black women and then it just kind of went away so that's like well what happened between the 80s where it just kind of I don't know people weren't auditioning because 
like some people say, well, if they're not, if they're not going to hire me, then why bother? But I love the attitude of you guys are like, I'm just going to show up and I'm good. <laughs> I have, I, I have a place on the stage if they can see it. Yeah. 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 I just try because, uh, I, I don't even come from ballet. My yeah. I really come from another style. There is nothing to do with, uh, you don't really see this style in, uh, in the cabaret, um, yeah. mostly in Lido. So it, was, it wasn't easy for me to, to come and to, to, show, uh, to show my dance, but, but yeah, sometimes you have to do. Yeah, well in the hip hop community, I feel like there's just way more diversity. I have a dance studio in Seattle and it is the hip hop. <clears throat> Our ballet tends to be more white, more female. Yeah. jazz a little bit but the hip-hop room is so much fun we've just because we've got a lot of um like pacific islanders we've got a lot of filipinos in the seattle area and a lot of them like in our dance studio it's just that room is just much more colorful and fun <laughs> and it does seem to go more towards the hip-hop like okay we need to hire a teacher of color so that that feels more open but it is it just feels like within the ballet jazz world in, in seattle at least because i lived other places and it felt like there was just more more color in the room but hip hop, I just love that. It. it just feels way more, <laughs> way more adventurous, I guess. So how did you decide to go for Paradis Latin? Was that recently or did you have that kind of something you wanted to do eventually, but with the Lido closing, people have to be thinking, what am I going to do next? Cause I would like to, to work as a dancer. Um, Paradis Latin, um, actually I tried the, uh... I wanted I wanted to be in the show um, for maybe two years or one one year and a half because I tried the audition before COVID for Paradis Latin, mm -hmm. so it was before the Lido. Uh, I, I was supposed to dance in Paradis Latin before Lido, but then COVID, and so the the Paradis Latin. Um, wasn't able to to take me. They they kept the the previous cast. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I went to Lido, and I saw that Paragelata was uh, looking for new dancers. So I just did uh, I did again the the audition. So yes. So mm. that was the thing. Is that it? That's a newer show, right? Isn't that? Pretty new? No, the show is not new. It's only a new cast. Oh, it's a new cast. Did they yeah. start over after COVID, or did some people come back, or did they re totally new new set of dancers? Um, this this cast is a totally. I know maybe there are four dancers from the last previous cast, but mostly of the team is a uh, new. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. It's very different from Lido and it's very different from Moulin Rouge. Yeah. So I always tell people, especially dancers, if you're coming to Seattle, go see all of them because you're going to see a very different style. Because yeah. if everything was like Moulin, if everything was like Lido, it would just, you know, you don't need to see more than one. But I think that was the fun of seeing more hip hop, seeing, I mean, that disco number looks like a blast. Like mm -hmm. there's things that look like, I want to be, a, I think there's some shows that are fun to watch more than to do and some shows that are just really fun to do. Because yeah. I've done some shows, like, if I'm dancing where my eyelashes sweat off, I'm like, that was a good night when you're sweating so hard. And then there's times, like, I don't want to dance that hard. I want to just wear pretty costumes. And 
but mm-hmm. Lido, you guys do dance a lot, but it is a different kind of energy, like the pumped up and paralyzed the ton, like that you guys are, you guys are dancing your butts off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different, different. In Lido, the, we dance a lot, but the, the girls dance uh, more than the boys, I yeah. think. And um, in Paris Latin, it's, it's the same. I think girls dance maybe a little bit more than the boys, but uh, the boys dance like uh, it's really, really hard, like for the, the body. It's, yeah. You have to be, to be ready. You have to, your body has to be ready because it's, it's a lot of informa- informations, a lot of different styles. We do really different things. So you have to, to be very versatile. Yeah, I think that there's not just variety throughout the show. There's variety within 15 minutes that you guys went from, like there was a centaur thing in the beginning and there's aliens and then there's a club scene and then there's a disco scene. And then you guys had a can-can. It feels like you had every style of dances in that show. So all those years of training, you're like, nothing's being wasted. And it's probably really good for your, it's probably hard on your body, but also when you don't just do the same style like to do the hip-hop and be up and down from the floor and work those muscles is different than if you only kick is that fun for you as a dancer to get to have that much variety is it fun for me Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun it's fun it is it's fun so i know sorry go ahead yeah it's fun to dance uh, in this cabaret because you have uh, so much you have to to put out so much energy and to give to the, the, the audience, you have to, to, to like, to like the show. Yeah. Well, how, this is an interesting observation, but I know in the Lido, the boys wear the bellhop jackets, their underwear for the swan one. And then yeah. I think there's one more suit now with the Nublé part, there was the tuxedos, but how many costume changes in Lido did you have? Was it only like two or three costumes that you had through the whole show? The girls change up all the time but the guys look like they only had a couple costumes no in Lido we have maybe um one two maybe around six cha- uh, six different costumes maybe more oh it's a huge top hat okay the huge huge yeah. top hat thing in the of a different color of vest and pants yeah how about for this one that's a big variety to go disco to alien to that thick spiky helmet thing on like there's a lot of costumes like you guys are on stage 90 percent of the time you're just running off to get back on again except yeah. for the acts which were fabulous we have a lot of uh, quick change so one i will wrap up here because i know one thing that christopher when i asked him like what we were talking about since we couldn't get you all in one room of, like you guys are have this connection like your friends from working together but i think everybody's going, going to do different things like you're not all going to be in the same showroom, but there's, he was saying he believes that you guys all are going to like spread out and still have this camaraderie, but like you are representing that more, more people of color will see more of you and it can just keep growing, but you've got, you've got the understanding with each other, what it's like to be in these shows and like what, what it could be like using your, how do you picture it with cabaret? Like you can do Paradis Laton for a long, long time. How do you see yourself as a dancer? But also, how do you see cabaret specifically? How it could be? Mm, I see, 
I think cabaret could be more, um, I think more um, bigger with uh, with uh, more different styles, more different dancers, more different, uh, more diversity in cabaret. I think in the next years, there will be more diversity and I hope so. Yeah. And for me, um, I think I, I will not necessarily stay in the cabaret. For now, I will stay in Paradilatin, but I don't know if I will stay more than one year or two years because uh, I want to see uh, different different things. And uh, I'm uh, actually I'm I'm working uh, not only in cabaret but on the commercials. Uh, I'm teaching. I'm doing a lot of different things. Uh, with my dance, so I'm not. I, I don't want to do only one thing. I want to do many things. So, That's so great, and there's opportunity in all those areas for you, right? With teaching is such a nice thing you got. Because that's the nice thing of the leader. You've got a steady income, but also it can make it if you don't keep growing for the next thing. But if you have different, your fingers and different things that you can do, it's going to make you grow as a dancer, as a human, as a creator, as a choreographer, as a teacher. Exactly. Wow. For me, it's really important to, to keep growing, to keep growing, to keep, take classes, if you can teach, it's nice, but you you always have to to keep learning. You Are you still taking class? Are you still yeah, a student? Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. I just I used love when I did shows because there were so many good people in the in the show to learn from. But I never wanted to stop taking class. But a lot of the people I worked with, once they got in the show, they didn't think they needed more because they thought that's what they were working towards was to get in the show. And once they got it, they stopped. I'm like, no, this is just the beginning. Yeah. And seeing you, like you're, it sounds like you know you've got some, so many ways you could go with this, mm-hmm. and even I'm very sad the latest closing. A lot of us are really, really sad. But sometimes things don't change until we not, we realize it, it can. Yeah. And so cabaret, who knows what's going to happen? But maybe it takes people to go. What what can it be instead of what has it been? Do you choreograph? I do. You do. What's your style? What kind of things do you? Or is it uh, I can choreograph of many different styles, but mainly what I do is um, it's a commercial hip hop. Yeah. When I, when I do choreograph, but it depends if if I have a, a request for something, I can just try to do it. If I can do it, I will tell the, the people I can do it. If I can't, I will tell. You. Be honest. That's, do you have a, is your choreography or any of your dancing on your social media? Or do you have a place where people can find all of you to see what you've done, but also be, really be fun to watch to see what you do next? Because like, we were like, what are these dancers going to do? And I think, you know, totally believe that you guys have so much more ahead of you. Yeah, um, you can see my work uh, on my social media. I post uh, my, my work, what, I, what I'm doing, my choreo. And yeah, you can see what I, what I do, what I'm doing on my social media. On my uh, okay, I'm going to check that out. And I really want to, I'm really excited. Again, I keep saying I'm sad, but I do feel like something had to change for new things to come out. And even 
I mean, you would not have stayed at the Lido forever anyway. You would have kept on your journey no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think for for cabaret in general and dance, I mean, just all around the world, there's new, new things that need to happen. Yeah. You need to see things differently and get a little more creative because a lot of times people, I said, lack of curiosity and lack of imagination has been my biggest pet peeve lately that people don't seem curious or they don't, um, they don't have an imagination of what things can be. So this, this group of dancers, I just think are amazing that you guys have such good work ethic and you've got new things that are going to be birthed out of that. And we'll just watch and, and celebrate. Thank you. Thank you. Isaac. I wish I could come to the show one more time. It was really, really fun and to go, yeah, these dancers are working hard. <laughs> so I'll let you know when this comes out. And if you have any photos that we can share and then I'll, I'll show your links and all that. So we can keep supporting you guys. Okay. It was an honor to talk to you. Be well and just keep change in Paris. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, It's encouraging.